It's the Carson McKellar Center's weekly We of Me. This is the first episode of a podcast on the life, work, and lasting influence of the world-renowned American writer Carson McCullers, presented by Columbus State University's Carson McCullers Center for Writers and Musicians. My name is Nick Norwood, and I'm currently the director of the Carson McCullers Center. Welcome to the podcast. Our mission at the McCullers Center is to preserve the legacy of Carson McCullers, nurture writers and musicians, educate young people, and to foster literary, musical, artistic, and intellectual culture in the United States and abroad. We see this podcast as a new way to do that, and to spread the word of Carson McCullers, a 20th century writer whose works promoted tolerance, understanding, and sensitivity to other people. It's also work that explored what McCullers herself referred to as social isolation, and the desire on the part of all people to be understood, to feel themselves part of life, to discover, as she has her character Frankie Adams in The Member of the Wedding so memorably put it, the we of me. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already well aware of Carson McCullers. You probably already know her work, have read one or all of her novels, No doubt, you're interested in Carson's major themes and recognize how significant and important those themes are today. The impact of racism, for instance. The fluidity of sexual orientation and gender. Discrimination based on disability or social class. It's hard to name a current major social issue that Carson McCullers didn't deal with in her writing. But what's more, it's hard to find a writer who treated those issues as major themes with such sensitivity and understanding. One of the ways we'll explore those topics is by talking with people who have professed a deep admiration for McCullers' work and whose own work has been influenced by McCullers. We're scheduled to talk to Academy Award-winning actress Rachel Weiss and find out what it was about McCullers that first captured her attention when she read her as a teenager in London in the 1980s. We're interested to know more about the thesis Vice wrote on McCullers at Cambridge. We want to talk to the contemporary Irish poet Martin Dyer about his family legacy regarding Carson McCullers. Dyer's grandfather, a physician, attended upon McCullers during her famous visit to Ireland in the 1960s when she was the guest of director John Huston who was making a film adaptation of the McCullers novel, Reflections in a Golden Eye. Dyer has expressed a profound interest in McCullers' work, as well as a kind of pride in his family's history with her. We want to talk with musicians like Suzanne Vega, Amy Bobrook, and Nancy Griffith, all of whom have written songs inspired by McCullers, and in the case of Suzanne Vega, a one-woman play, complete with songs from her album, Lover Beloved, Songs from an Evening with Carson McCullers. We want to talk to writers like Sarah Schulman, who said in her piece on Carson McCullers in The New Yorker a few years ago that McCullers should serve as a model to writers working right now regarding how to write about people who are unlike yourself. 
We'll talk with actress and director Karen Allen, whose directorial debut film is a narrative short adaptation of the McCullough story, A Tree, A Rock, A Cloud. We'd love to talk to Jesmyn Ward, Judd Apatow, Gloria Steinem, Hilton Alls, Joyce Carol Oates, David Benioff, Patricia Lockwood, all of whom have expressed in one way or another their appreciation and in some cases their lifelong engagement with Carson McCullers. But that will just be the start. As the director of the McCullers Center, I have given tours of the Smith McCullers House in Columbus, Georgia, Carson's hometown, and of the Carson McCullers House in Nyack, New York, the town where Carson lived for the last 20 years of her life, to visitors from all over the world. From that, I know there are people out there in all walks of life who feel a deep and lasting connection to McCullers and that her influence on them has been great. We chose the title of this podcast, the Carson McCullers Center's Weekly We of Me, from that famous passage in the McCullers novel, The Member of the Wedding, already mentioned. In the passage, the protagonist, 12-year-old Frankie Adams, comes to a realization about what is making her so unhappy. Frankie has decided that to be happy, she must be with her people, and she believes her people are her brother and his fiance, whom Frankie is secretly planning to accompany on their honeymoon and then live with for the rest of her life. Here's the passage. The darkening town was very quiet. For a long time now, her brother and the bride had been at Winter Hill. They had left the town a hundred miles behind them, and now were in a city far away. They were them and in Winter Hill, together, while she was her and in the same old town, all by herself. The long hundred miles did not make her sadder and make her feel more far away than the knowing that they were them and both together, and she was only her and parted from them by herself. And as she sickened with this feeling, a thought and explanation suddenly came to her, so that she knew and almost said aloud, they are the we of me. Yesterday, in all the 12 years of her life, she had only been Frankie, She was an I person who had to walk around and do things by herself. All other people had a we to claim, all others except her. When Bernice said we, she meant Honey and Big Mama, her lodge or her church. The we of her father was the store. All members of clubs have a we to belong to and to talk about. The soldiers in the army can say we, and even the criminals on chain gangs. But the old Frankie had had no we to claim. The phrase, the we of me, has become famous among lovers of Carson McCullers and has been interpreted in a number of different ways, as an expression of gay identity, for instance. But however it is interpreted, pretty much all McCullers fans and admirers agree that it was one of those strokes of genius in her work where she put her finger on and found the language for a deep-seated universal human grief. In this case, as McCullers herself described it, the need to feel yourself a part of life. 
and as I would describe it, the need to connect with other people, to feel connected to other people, to not feel existentially alone. And that need to connect, we feel, is one of the main reasons to start a podcast like this one. It's not the only thing we plan to talk about, but it's a very good place to start. We hope you agree. If so, please join us for the Carson McCullough Center's weekly We of Me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carson McCullough Center's weekly We of Me. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find more at McCullerCenter.org or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This podcast was brought to you by Columbus State University's Carson McCullough Center for Writers and Musicians and by Columbus State University's Recording Studio. The music you heard during the intro and outro was written by Lilia Uge in honor of Carson McCullough's 100th birthday on February 19, 2017. I'm Ryan Worley technical director for these podcasts, and I hope you have a great day. Additional music used during this episode's reading was called Pavan for a Late Infant, written by Maurice Ravel. It was recorded by piano faculty Dr. Henry Kramer on November 2nd, 2019, courtesy of the Schwab School of Music.